Good morning, everybody. This is Marcus. Today, members podcast on Wednesday, the 4th of October, and another shabby day today. This is general advice only if it's advice at all, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances and the market, as you've doubtless seen, down another 48 today. And that followed a 90-point fall in our market yesterday, 1.28%, which was led by resources down 2.6%. Today's fall led by financials probably down 1.1%. Resources doing a little bit better today. Still not up. They're down. Tech also taking it in the neck a little bit as the Nasdaq fell 1.9%. I was a bit rushed this morning having got up at 6am instead of 5am. So to summarise the technical section in one line which is everything's going down. Everything except SNAS, LNAS, BBUS, Bear. I still haven't bought any of those ETFs, the ETFs that are betting on the NASDAQ or the S&P 500 or indeed our own market going down. It's a little bit cute. I am getting, I had, and I did mention it at the weekend, that little precipitous tingle that you get occasionally in the stock market. I had it at the end of last week and had it again overnight. And I noticed the AFR had an article today, Echoes of 1987 Crash, How to Get Clicks, Write the Word crash. Anyway, some strategist at SockGen telling us he can't help hearing the echoes of the 1987 market crash. And what a time to write about it in October of all months. And I've written today that whilst I have a mildly precipitous tingle, the chances of something precipitous happening are low. They're always very low. But any risk of it suggests you just avoid. I've written numerous times about the head of trading when I was in broking in the UK in 1987 at Nomura and the head of trading simply sent the four principal traders. These were the guys whose job it was, was to use the firm's money, use Nomura's money to trade the market and make money. And the head of trading there sent the four of them home, told them to literally play golf and in so doing saved Nomura a fortune. And it's feeling a little bit like that at the moment that we just shouldn't bother doing anything cute, clever, smart, against the herd. I've got a picture today of Jon Snow defying the charging herds in the Battle of the Bastards. I don't suggest you emulate him. Stand aside is the instruction. Whilst the market's like this, there's just no need to do anything clever. The higher for longer message is still sinking in. I've written before that when these big messages come out and the Fed's higher for longer and you'd better believe it messaging from a couple of weeks ago was one of those moments. Those messages take a little while to sink into the ivory towers, the New York skyscrapers, the big fund managers asset allocation meetings. And it's clearly still sinking in higher for longer and you'd better believe it. And obviously the RBA had their meeting yesterday and in Australia, similar sort of message, slightly better message than the Fed's. And the RBA meeting was well received. Obviously, they didn't do anything with interest rates, left them at 4.1%. But past the usual messages, further tightening may be required. Recent data is consistent. This is the bit I like about the Australian stance rather than the American stance. Recent data is consistent with inflation returning to target over time. In other words, in Australia, interest rates are high enough to get inflation back into the target range as long as everything behaves itself. So they 
are data dependent and we've got to make sure that there isn't some wacky jump in inflation. The oil price does seem to be topping out just a little bit at the moment. Energy sector had a few sell signals on it in the last 48 hours. So there are risks to our stance, but the message is high enough for now. The next pivotal moment for us will be the third quarter CPI number coming up on the 25th of October. And that will feed obviously into November's rate decision. The chances of a rate rise in Australia actually dipped a little bit on the RBA meeting yesterday. I think there was some concern that Michelle Bullock, Michelle 1L, Michelle Bullock was going to do something Fedish, hawkish, but didn't happen. There is still a 90% probability of a further tightening by the RBA before April next year. Anyway, RBA, we got through that and it was reasonably okay. Market didn't respond positively, didn't respond negatively though. But overnight in the US, bond yield still the problem. 10-year bond yield up 12 basis points overnight. Two-year bond yield up five basis points. Just take on board, 12 basis points is half of a Fed interest rate rise. So it's half of a 25 basis point interest rate rise, obviously. And it was up 12 basis points overnight. The reason for that was a jolts number, which is job openings. And if the economy is strong, the number of job openings goes up and it went up higher than expected. People are looking for employees, a sign of a strong economy. And that means rates aren't coming down anytime soon. And the chance of a November rate rise in the US is up from 16% to 30% in a week. So they've doubled in a week. And just to fan the flames, Janet Yellen, US Treasurer, is out saying that she's very optimistic about the US economy. And there's other Fed governors making comments saying that one of them saying she'll vote for a rate rise in November. Another one saying there's no rush to lower rates or raise them. And you might have seen overnight the US dollar went up and the Aussie dollar down another 1% in a day. Huge moves in the currency market. That volatility is also a slightly scary input into the precipitous tingle, has to be said. The main focal point in the US is the jobs number coming up on Friday night. We will see what happens there. But I think the message is you have to accept the market is trending down. This is not the time to do anything cute, not the time to declare the absolute bottom and start buying. It's just not clever. It's stupid, if anything. Game is watch the herd, but you don't argue with it either. And the herd could be girding itself for something, a stampede perhaps, hence the Jon Snow imagery. Don't stand against it. I've also got a, a standard comment about don't buy defensive stocks. There are no defensive stocks for the at-home investor. Cash is the only defensive stock. And the only other message is if you are in quality stocks, for experienced investors, quality does actually mean something. It's not just a motherhood statement. Quality, you could define quality, but quality is reliable. So for instance, Woolworths, everyone's got to eat. And whilst they may have bad, bad moments, bad months, bad years where growth slows or the share price was overpriced and the share price falls and the PE drops, it always comes back. That's a quality stock. So plenty of those around. And if that's your 20 stock portfolio, you really needn't worry about this. In fact, you could almost look forward as I am, look forward to some sort of precipitous moment because it will provide a fabulous buying opportunity. If you just look back, all the precipitous moments in the market have been great buying opportunities. GFC, 87 crash, tech wreck, pandemic, Asian crisis, all of them. So sitting in cash in the ideas portfolio, strategy portfolio, BHP portfolio, Macquarie portfolio, 
we sort of want, although I know most of you don't want, but we sort of want a precipitous moment so we can buy a few things. And if you are stuck in 20 quality stocks, don't you don't need to worry about this stuff. I've got a good story in my section today, a tale of glory about, I've called him Goodman, his name wasn't Goodman, but Goodman's a good name for a stockbroker who did a day trade in Babcock and Brown in December 2008 and the lessons from that. Right, that's about it. Uh, Reserve Bank of New Zealand meet today. They didn't raise rates as expected. We've got a speech from Christine Lagarde tonight, ECB president. Still waiting on the US ADP employment numbers. Sorry, we're waiting for the US main employment numbers on Friday night, but tonight is the ADP employment number, which is the private sector number. Can push things around a little bit. China's still on holiday. Next week, we've got Fed meeting minutes from that last meeting. And we've got some US inflation numbers next Thursday. We're into the AGM season. Not many happening yet, but we'll warm up. It's sort of like a confession season. Can be good and bad confessions, though, the AGM season. Henry's on Osbiz today at 12 o'clock. And have a look out for today's podcast with John Abernathy. John's the chairman of Climb Investment Management, which is a listed company and has listed investment companies. John talks to me about everything from our interest rates going to stay higher for longer. Will we ever get back to a world? Do you remember in the 80s, the formula for retirement was to build your nest egg and then buy a, in the UK, you bought a gilt or a bond which yielded 10%. Then out of your million pounds, you could earn £100,000 a year without any risk at all. And that was the formula for retirement. That formula no longer exists. So my question to John was, are we ever going to get back there? Henry had a piece in his section the other day showing the 5% yield you can get now in some term deposits. So you can see if the equity market's volatile and you can earn 5% risk-free elsewhere, you can see how the sit-at-home investor loses interest in the equity market fairly quickly. The wealthy sit-at-home investor, because 5% probably isn't enough for most people. If 10%'s enough, then you need twice the capital at 5%, don't you? So have a listen to me talking to John Abernathy. He also has a World Cup prediction in there. Talks about work from home, amongst many other things. Your listening pleasure. Stories today. Mineral Resources has had an investment presentation down a touch today. Quite a few computer share upgrades around. If you want a stock that goes up when interest rates go up, then computer share is your stock. Interest rate rises are as good as a profit upgrade for computer share. Not sure it's sexy though. It's the sort of stock that a fund manager worried about relative performance would buy in this market. I'm not sure you need buy it. Probably just lose less money. And there we go. As I leave you, market down 48. Financials down 1.1%. Gold up. Utilities up. Infotech, the worst sector, down 1.34%. Dow futures non-committal up 6. Nasdaq futures unchanged. Waiting for a lead, which may come from the ADP jobs number tonight or the non-farm payrolls number on Friday. Until then, golf's looking good. You have a marvellous afternoon and we will be back tomorrow.